Hour three of the Plank Show with Josh Helmer is brought to you by Moppin Roofing and Construction. They've got you covered, Oklahoma. Call Bob Moppin and his team at 405-703-3843. Uh, let's get all of our reminders out of the way. Do you have all the Saturday, Friday, Saturday plans in there? Or- I've got some pregame, postgame for you if you'd like that. Uh, let, me, let me lay out Friday because we've got a lot of questions about where we are Friday in Tulsa. For Tulsa Day. Uh, it is my understanding, based on this very informative email that one that T.J. Perry sent out, that from 6 to 9 a.m., Toby Rowland will be at Tally's on 11th. Uh, I will be at Neighborhood Jam from 9 to noon. That's awesome, man. You're gonna, you are going to love that. I haven't been to the neighborhood jam in Tulsa. I can only imagine that it's incredible. Did I tell you where I'm staying tomorrow night? Have I mentioned that? Uh-uh. Where, where are you at? In, I'm staying at my in-laws' house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You did. I'm sorry. They're out of town, so we're going to have a keg party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's like par- the, the Paul Rudd thing when the Royals went to the World Series. Yeah, we're having a party at my mom's house. Okay, hold on a second here. I'm very excited to go to neighborhood jam. Thank you. Parker is at Andy B's? Dude, Andy B's is awesome. Now, I haven't been in seven years. What, uh, what is it? It's a bowling alley. Bowling alley, arcade, grub. I mean, I would assume it hasn't changed too much, right, Travis? And then Locked In and The Rush, I assume, are at the same place. And then Very we, cool. Because there's no mention of it here, and someone stole the rundown from inside the studio. Let's make it a day. Let's make it a weekend, T-Town, because... For the Windy Chevrolet Oklahoma pregame show right here on The Rep as we gear you up, count you down to the kickoff versus Tulsa. Pregame 1030 to 1130, Toby, Ted, Plank from the booth. 1130 to 130, it will be Tyler and Travis from Chicken and the Wolf, of course. Still, man, he'll be alongside uh, with those guys as well, but he'll be uh, back here in studio. Chicken and the Wolf. For pregame, again, uh, 1130 to 130 on Saturday, and then uh, immediately following the game for two hours after as well, Chicken and the Wolf. That the uh, Windy Chevrolet Oklahoma pregame show, and then uh, obviously, again, postgame from Chicken and the Wolf, where they're they're cranking it up, turning up the heat for the toughest of taste buds, unapologetically, Plank. Nine to noon is kind of a tough spot for a remote. I'm not going to lie to you, but either time come by. Hang, say hi. I I was going to reach out and see if we could get Rick Dixon back on again, the TU athletic director, but I know they're swamped over at TU right now uh, with what you know could be a record-breaking crowd on certain day. So I'm we're working through a potential special guest joining us live. Uh, don't worry, it won't be anyone too famous. I'm just trying to – it'll probably be one of my buddies. Hey, man, Robbie DeRossett's going to be there. Yeah, it's my boy. So you managed to get <laughs> Kevin Wilson, did you? I managed to get Kevin Wilson. Uh, here in Norman, if you're looking for a place to watch the game, Yo Pablo on Campus Corner, you can't go wrong. They will open the doors at noon, $15 beer buckets, dollar jumbo wings, $4 well drinks, Yo Pablo. $15 uh, beer bucket, not too shabby. It's not bad at all. Did you – uh? Oh, you didn't get to go by Yo pa- Pablo on Saturday. That's where I was for the pregame. The SMU bros that were there could not have been more Southern Methodist bros. I mean. What was going on? Everything you could ever imagine. There were the. Were they getting after it? 
Oh, yeah. They're getting after I, it. I assumed as much. Well, I mean, they, come on. They got mommy and daddy's money, man. They don't yeah. have to worry about anything. They're that's, trust fund kids at that's, SMU. That's right. They're not really paying. No. No, are you kidding me? With uh, the fancy as the Travis – wait, it's not Travis Scott, is it? Travis oh, Matthew. Travis <laughs> Travis Scott. It's my guy in Washington. The Travis Matthew polos, you know, the nicest of nice. They were they were ready to party. Go to Yo Pablo on Saturday. And uh, were they predicting a sooner win? They were very confident. They were very confident. They were just getting started, too. They are very confident. Show them. All right, top five stories of the daytime brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino, conveniently, conveniently located off I-44, exit 107, which for some reason I say 207 sometimes. Ignore me. Uh, The OTB is where you can place your bets, off-track betting. Newcastle Casino offers 14 table games. There's blackjack, three-card poker, and ultimate Texas Hold'em. Join us at Newcastle Casino every night for Midnight Moolah, where you can be a winner. Moolah, 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 Moolah. Uh, and Front Row Sports Bar, located at Newcastle Casino, has monthly drink specials. It's Big a s- very nice place to catch a game. A lot of places to watch the game this weekend, which gets us to Big Story number five. Number five. Oh, we spent some time on this in hour one. If you missed it, go listen on the podcast, KREF Sport, uh, KREF.T. Uh, kref.com on the podcast page or search KREF, however you consume podcasts. Brett McMurphy, Action Network, pulled all 133 college football coaches. Which, that's amazing that that's he wild. can do that. 120 participated in the survey. Talking about the new clock rules. Now, 70 of the 120, so more than half if math does right so 70 carry them yeah a little bit more than half a little more than half said it's too early to tell but of the 50 coaches that did participate 64 percent did not like the rule 36 percent were in favor of it and a recent fan poll said 56 percent of fans don't like the rule so pretty evenly split by fans that surprises me a little bit because it sounds more lopsided in favor of I hate it right. by fans. 56% didn't like the rule. 20% did, while 24% said it was too early to tell. Okay, well, that makes more sense. Right, sorry. So let's split those 24%. That's 68 who don't like it and 32 that do. Let's just 12 to 5. Yeah, that's still really leaning towards those who don't like it. Now, according to... I just read Taylor Swift's name. Steve Shaw, the national coordinator of football officials, he said college football games had on average six fewer plays in the first week compared to the year before. The quote from, I guess you could call him the decision maker, Steve Shaw, anything is possible, but the early results are actually very encouraging so far. But the sample size is very small, only through week one. We need to let this soak for a few weeks. Shaw added that the Rules Committee had three goals for changing the rule. 
keeping the game moving in terms of pace, moderately reducing the number of plays per game, and gaining consistency nationally with officiating crews with all the clock rules. Some coaches are venting their frustration, mostly offensive coaches, but there is a chance this could be reassessed in 2024. Again, if you missed any of that conversation, check it out. But there's the number, there's the hard data, according to Brett McMurphy. All right, let's have an uncomfortable conversation. Big story number four. Number four. This Michigan State story, dude. This Michigan State story. Now, Brenda Tracy has reached out. And I guess I didn't realize as this story unfolded that she her, she was outed in this report without her consent. So I don't know how that happens or what happened or what legal recourse she could have. But whenever she was outed as the victim, then she went to USA Today, or in a roundabout way, USA Today continued with, okay, so it's Brenda Tracy that's out there. And she released a statement today to defend herself. And she felt like she needed to become more public with this allegation against Mel Tucker because of the fallout and the retribution she was facing. And, oh, there are some claims made in Mel Tucker's defense. Again, I still, either they they had a, a friendship that was solid and Mel took it too far. could Which could very well be the case. Completely misread the relationship. I mean, we've all been there. Now, we, we don't do the things that Mel Tucker did, but we've all been there where it's like, oh, oh, you you really don't like me. Oh, sorry. Stop hanging over here. But to this degree, it would be something to have 27 phone calls of 30 or more minutes and not feel like there was something more there. Romantic. Mel Tucker's claim is that she got mad whenever he fired her from a couple of, not fired, but didn't use her and kind of pulled a couple speaking engagements. She claims that it was because she didn't respond to his physical advances. I think I'm summing this up as cleanly as I can for the Mm -hmm. kiddos tuned in. And now today, don't know why I'm yelling, we learn that apparently Michigan State for nine months had this complaint. Goes back to us talking about, hey, they had this in June. They had this in June. And 48 hours since the details of the report were made public on a USA Today story, nobody knows what measures were taken that allowed Mel Tucker to continue to have his job or how the university expected them to prevent Tucker from possibly harassing others, a la Brennan Tracy. Alan Haller, the AD, uh, referenced in a news conference Sunday, interim measures that he said had been in place for months and were being updated to include the suspension without pay, pointing to a no-contact order with the complainant, and his own increased oversight of Tucker and the football program. There's no way he's keeping his job, right? It doesn't look good, no. Someone's going to come out looking really bad. Even worse, right? So... The athletic department has known for some time, but did, they, they didn't know. They didn't know that it was Brenda Tracy. That's right. Until June. That's uh, so. 
They they knew there was an ongoing case. What what, what are the facts there? Here's Can the you facts. dumb it down for Here, me because uh, I needed it dumbed down for me last night when I was talking to someone about it. They've known for a while that there is an allegation of against, sexual harassment against Mel Tucker. They uh, allegedly didn't know the details of it that it involved Brennan Tracy and what it involved until fairly recently. But they had the full report in June from. You know, Title IX from the independent investigation that they had. And so now the question is, wait, you had this nine months ago and there was nothing done to Mel Tucker? And you talk about all these interim things and now you're acting that it, because it becomes public? Well, three months ago they, they really knew. Not nine months ago they knew, but they didn't really know. I mean. You couldn't, you couldn't really act nine months ago. May, June, July, August. I mean, that's going back to January. That they had this information. Basically and, the entire offseason. And June when they got the true more guts of it. And then recently when it's like, oh, that's Brenda Tracy. Brenda Tracy. Brenda? Brenda Tracy. Brenda. Not looking good at Michigan State. And remember, remember, Josh, I, oh, okay, from the 785, that is a hilarious text message. I'm going to close it right now so I don't say it on the air and lose my job. But thank you. I'm laughing uncontrollably inside. Thankfully, I'm a professional. Yeah, I'm going to have to close the text. Yeah, please do. I'll, I'll, now. I can't bring up Soak again. But the bottom line, if I understand all the rules correctly, if I'm Michigan State, I'll probably keep the guy on administrative leave the rest of the year because once he's fired, that portal opens up for those players. That's, a court, that's my understanding of it. We shall see. Well, and Michigan State – really probably dating back to January, has, I'm sure, been privately evaluating, okay, is this a fire-with-cause situation? Mm -hmm. Because they they don't want to act until it is. Right. Until definitively they feel they know that it is. Because this is a massive contract. Oh, it's huge. $80 million. And it's you're going to be caught up in legal battles forever on this, ever. And if and when they fire with cause, which it feels like, probably were trending toward that direction there's still going to be a a long long set of lengthy legal battles ahead by the way there is a little breaking news to get us off this very uncomfortable story (sighs) okay um iowa defensive tackle noah shannon appealed to the ncaa denied career over at iowa yep it's done Will he get a chance? In, he's an NFL guy, right? He'll get a chance yeah, in the camp. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not going to be a high draft pick. It's disappointing for him because, you know, he came back for – and, look, you, you deal with the consequences. I tend to agree with Kirk Ferentz. I think, a, you know, year-long suspension to me for betting on one event that wasn't an Iowa football game, personally, I think is too severe. Mm-hmm. Especially somebody comes back and they, they you know, one last – year with their team and they sacrificed probably a professional opportunity last spring i don't know i don't think they got it right but hey that's that's life and it comes with consequences in certain instances because and again he's part of the gambling pro but his allegations were non-football like not he, he bet on, on his... one uni- one university of iowa event that was not football related i bet it was the basketball game oh i'm it? sure it was against south carolina they're like hey we're gonna beat them go put some money down <laughs> women's basketball uh all right, anything else to add to that? We still haven't heard about Hunter Deckers. They haven't dropped the hammer on him yet, the Iowa State quarterback. He uh, he and others. Took a plea deal, right? That's right. 
So they, they've taken the plea deal, which is $645 fine, as opposed to the maximum sentence would have been a larger fine than that and potentially two years prison time. So that's been that's been good uh, progress for them just in terms of the, the legal ramifications. All right, big story number three. Number three. There is quite the mess of brewing, Josh Helmer, for NFL owners once again. Jim Trotter, longtime NFL Network reporter. Sports Illustrated is where I first remember reading Jim Trotter, very talented. He has sued the league due to the termination of his employment. On Wednesday, today, Roger Goodell addressed the case during an interview on First Take because there's been a recent bombshell in this in that Trotter alleges racially charged quotes attributed to Bills owner Terry Pagula and Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Uh, Roger Dell, when asked, said, hey, our job is to make sure that these claims are factual. These are not new charges. So they've been investigating this for a while. It's always slower than you want it to be, but I'm confident we're moving in the right direction during this investigation. Goodell suggested that the league will investigate the alleged statements made by Pakula and Jones in order to quote unquote, make sure they're factual. But then Goodell said the allegations have been looked into. So what have they concluded? We're about to find out who would have thought, who would have thought that would uh, Jim Trotter. Everyone's like, Oh, he's just a, he's a jilted former employee. Ah, looks like he kept some receipts. This will be fascinating to follow. All right, uh, back to NFL on the field. Big story number two. Number two. Uh, Life after Aaron Rodgers. That's the future of the New York Jets. Here's what Robert Sala said yesterday. And I don't know. um, I don't know if this is the most reassuring things Jet fans have ever heard. Oh, wait, is that not playing now? Is that not liking me? No, here you go. In three, two, three. Hold on. No, I'm messing it all up. Go. We are going to look through some things, but I do want to make it very clear. Uh, Zach's our quarterback. we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity. Um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and um, and excited for this, uh, excited for him. And like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. He's got an opportunity. Yeah, we're shopping, but yeah, he's our guy. <laughs> we are shopping like crazy to find anyone who wants to come out of retirement and play for the Jets. Anyone? Did we, you notice we hit the uh, Kaepernick bingo card yesterday? Oh, we did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we hit Robert Griffith III and Colin Kaepernick. We even had someone bring up Andrew Luck as someone to call. I mean, we hit all of the former quarterback bingo cards. Tom Brady, we knew. Tom Brady was brought up. Uh, Roger Goodell, in his uh, wide-ranging interview on First Take this morning, was asked about the possibility of grass fields. Wait, hold on. Jeez, man. Roger. Roger, come on. We really focus on player safety in general. Mm-hmm. But, you know, turf is a big part. And so when you look at the turf, you also got to look at the cleats. And you, there are a lot of factors. It's a complex issue. And it's one of the things we negotiated with a collective bargaining agreement mm-hmm. um, to address this in a, in a way that is done scientifically. Mm-hmm. So we are getting the right people. We're looking. We have engineers to look at that. We'll look at the mechanism of injury on Aaron's injury. So, in other words, what he's saying is, yeah, we're not going all grass fields every Right, <laughs> and and you collectively bargained this, so don't com- complain to me. 
is what I gathered from that. Can I tell you how many times I've heard a group, specifically in sports, complain about something? In, in, uh, for instance, the NCAA and all this Tez Walker stuff, right? And literally, the NCAA is like, you, 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 you told us to to do this. This is what you wanted. NFL is the same way. It's like, hey, you're complaining about this? Why? We need grass fields. Like, you collectively bargained this. You you approved this. Right. And even even if uh, in some of those negotiations you, you wanted all grass fields, well, you, you budged, right? You budged. <laughs> Just so. the slightest. All right. Gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number Number one. All right, listen, we're running a little bit behind, so let's let's hustle here. Big story number one, obviously the countdown to kickoff. We have much more to get to from the Brent Venables press conference from yesterday, and we'll do it coming up next. One thing he did say, one injury update. They're hopeful to get Desan McCullough back this week, but I would be looking more towards the Iowa State or the uh, Cincinnati game. I think it might be a couple of weeks. Now, he was in uniform. He just didn't play. Big Bowen slash Pearson week. Big Reggie Pearson Peyton Bowen week. And uh, maybe another? Gentry Williams is, is back, but, Gentry, I mean, is uh, that going to be a every snap thing? What do we think? Someone theorized or speculated that they didn't think Justin Harrington would play this weekend either. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's expected that. That's why I say, you know, oh, okay, I'm heavy sorry. Bowen, Pearson. Yeah. Makes sense. Quick break. We'll hear more from Brent Venables next. And we'll debate, if we debate, uh, what that cheetah position might look like Saturday right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right. Welcome back to the Home of Sooner Fans. We are the ref with Josh on flank. Uh, One thing we did not mention that is a major, major story for our state in the top five stories of the day, and uh, that's on me. Because I am so stuck in a football mindset, man. I was watching baseball last night. I'm just, uh, come on. Let's go. Throw it. Throw it. What are we doing? But it looks as if Josh Helmer, like the Thunder, are here to stay for quite a while. According to David Holt's Twitter feed yesterday, Interesting place for the mayor to drop a um, a woge bomb. 14 months of very public discussions. They finalized plan to build a new state-of-the-art arena without raising taxes. And a commitment from the Thunder to play in the new arena beyond 2050. Wow. So 27 years from now. 27. I might. I hope I'm not doing a radio show. I might still be around. 27 years from now. You better be doing a radio show. We're going to keep going. Um, Thunder's arrival. Blah, blah, blah. We're thrilled to announce it. Okay. So, according to some of the particulars around it, boy, we're going to have a lot that we're going to be debating and voting on as far as uh, arenas and entertainment districts are concerned. But Clemente Almanza, Almanza? with the Thunderwire, said important notes on the new OKC Arena deal. It'll cost $900 million with no tax increase and a fi- $50 million? That's all the thunder throwing in on this? Okay. Not complaining. That's fine. That's probably $50 million more than others. Yeah, that's fair enough. $50 million contribution by Thunder ownership. 
the funding is one cent sales tax lasting 72 months that will begin after the expiration of the current maps for one cent sales tax. At least 70 million from maps four that was previously earmarked for OKC's downtown arena and the $50 million contribution by the Thunder owners. Let's do it. Game on. Huge. Massive. Got to have it. Got to keep them here. Now let's build more stadiums. <laughs> Where can we put the football stadium, I guess? I am very much in the minority here. I have I think the arena they play in now is awesome. I understand it's been there for a long time. I didn't want Bush Stadium to go away. I mean, there's a certain nostalgia I have. I don't have as big of a problem with Lloyd Noble that everyone does. And it's just me. All of you kids in your fangled new arenas, you go to a Cardinal game now. You go to a Cardinal game now, it's like you're walking through a mall and there's just a baseball game going on in the middle of it. Back in my day... But this, do we know much about the, you know, specs of it? I, I know we got the price tag, but how many is it going to seat? Where is it located? That would involve really reading in depth the story, Josh. I and bet you I, we can get it figured out before I, this hour is over. I am a headline reader when it comes to this type of news, and that's it. But, I mean, I, are we going to build it somewhere? I mean, it seems like it's kind of in the perfect spot. With the growth that's gone on downtown, there are some ingress, egress issues because we basically decide just to tear a hole in every street in downtown Oklahoma City about once a month. It's like, ah, this street's moving pretty good. Guys, blow a hole in that street and then send everyone down. No, they can't go onto the bridge. Make them go around that one waste. Yeah, there you go. Have you ever tried to navigate downtown OKC? I try not to. It's a nightmare. But. Well, that's that's good news. It's good news. Great for the city. Keep the thunder here. That's uh, that's important to a lot of people. It is, and it's big for it's big for our community. I Business, think it's big for businesses. Sure, it is. Now, it'll be interesting to see how someone tries to find a way to um, what's the best way to put this? Find a problem with both the entertainment district in Norman and the the arena in. In OKC. Two completely different things. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Different, uh, totally different taxpayers. Brent Venable's next. I just wanted to make sure we got that out. By the way, let me let me pay off one two-hour tease on Brent Venables. Everyone was asking about Danny Stutzman, and understandably so, right? Stutzman had the great game, 17 tackles. National Defensive Player of the Week. Here's what Coach Venables said about Danny Stutzman. Yeah, probably his confidence. Um He's playing at a in a confident way. He's able to have a different level of anticipation uh, because of his knowledge. Again, just being another year in the system, he's a lot more comfortable. He's able to lead. He's not, you know, um, in the back. He's in the front. So last year, David Awebu was probably our our leader there. And um, so he's taken those reins, his leadership and confidence. Leadership, confidence, all those things 
that seem to be what has clicked for Danny Stutzman. I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm i just in such awe of watching him work. Now, it's, i, I got to be honest with you. We don't get as much on the sidelines kind of in the defensive side because <laughs> maybe I can get a seat down there. But they sneak him back in under that awning so brilliantly that you can't really see too much. But I know one thing that I always see when I'm keeping an eye on those backers, Danny Stutzman is the guy that's helping to lead the conversations. Everyone asked about Danny, and understandably so. Now let's see if if he can continue to carry over this momentum. He's got a chance to have a really good game against Tulsa. Stay healthy, too. All right, quick break. Uh, text next on The Ref. Get down, get down. All right, the best way to get in touch with any of us here on the Ref Sports Radio Network is through the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Or Twitter, at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. I didn't use Twitter that much. Um, I, I just, I'm an old man. That doesn't make this very clear. I'm an old man. Get off my lawn. You kids in your newfangled, brand new arenas. What's wrong with the arena we got? But in complete and stark contrast, I don't think I've ever been happier for the Raiders to have their own arena. <laughs> for the uh, entertainment district that's being talked about in in Norman. Yeah, I am. 2029-2030 is when they expect it to be finished and open. All right. Fair enough. It is conditional upon that sales tax getting approved, but mm. it's a one-cent sales tax. So, Okay, listen. If we ever wanted to go blue on this show, and by blue I mean risking our beloved FCC license, I just want to make this very clear. To the 785 and to Jesse G, you, you would be – the first two callers to the show. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're first up. With BFC probably right there in line. But, but, I'm going to steer clear of that. I have a little Ron Burgundy in me. I, you, you, you tweeted, I say it. So I'm trying to steer clear of that. All right, from the 918, we talked a lot about running backs. The reason we talked about running backs was this cut from Jeff Lebby, who kind of piqued a lot of our interest. Whenever he was asked, hey, Tywee Walker, the guy, is it? Is he the number one guy? And Jeff Lebby wasn't necessarily quick to, to crown him. If you want to crown him, then crown him. But I don't think it was necessarily anything negative about Tywee Walker. Well, he, he had the most production Saturday, you know. So, again, I do like the fact that we got four guys. We got four guys that are incredibly capable. Uh, we've got uh, guys that have a lot of trust with the entire staff and, and I think can play at any given time. So uh, the stress, again, is being able to get two and 27 going as they've, uh, they've worked themselves back into being in a really good position. So that led to kind of normal conversations, how we can't count on a walk-on or this or that, blah, blah, blah. So we, need, we need these, which, again, I've never really understood. 
the the and the hate towards walk-ons getting starting jobs, but it's fine. It's a very small group. But I also understand with what we saw from Gavin Sawchuk and Javante Barnes, holy smokes, they look really good. Some great excitement. So we talked about that a lot. And y'all had takes, like this one from the 918. Several O-line players have said they need to do better. Had to run um, ID blockers. Don't um, Hard to run if blockers don't block with effort and technique. I cleaned that up for you, 918. You're welcome. Just don't put a cuss word in there. Tyree Walker is an awesome change of pace back. But speed kills guys. Hashtag saw Chuck. Not disagreeing. Genghis Venables. Not at all. We just got to get him on the field. He got to get healthy. Got to get healthy. Get back out there full speed. And it all sounds like from Levy, that's I mean, yeah, about you, ready to happen. You took the words right out of my mouth. Absolutely, positively right. Uh, the 918. Sorry to change subjects, but after Gasso's third commit for the 2025 class, how many will OU take and how good could it be? Well, there was another go, go boomer. boomer today. What is that? Four over the last week? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think Oklahoma softball is going to be okay. <laughs> I think they're going to be okay with this recruiting class that's coming in. There have been go boomers on September 5th, 6th, 11th, and then an hour ago. <laughs> You're doing the same thing I am. You know, Coach Gasso, you could follow me and retweet some of my stuff. That'd be cool. Get you some you know, sweet little content on the old Twitter feed. Everyone loves these go boomers and like pictures of your grandbabies and stuff. That's great. That's fine. But I'm just saying, that follow button's right there at Plank Show. It'd mean a lot. You know, I put, I, I put I a picture say, of us together as my profile pic. No, no, I get it. That's fine. I got to say, it's it's honestly it's a little bit cooler that it's oh, literally just the just, Go Boomers. Just Go Boomers. It's basically one of the most amazing uh, just stiff arms and humble brags you can have. You know what? I tell you something. I forgot. I completely forgot. Andrew Shepard, Shep, texted me the other day. And just mentioning Coach Gasso, he said there is no doubt that you need to start the show Tuesday morning with JT Gasso. I completely didn't even think about it. JT Gasso, diehard Jet fan, talking all kinds of smack after they got Aaron Rodgers. Look at me now. Look at me now. I, I feel so bad for Jets fans. I mean, you're so excited about it, and then you just don't even get a chance. Not even a chance. And based on the way that uh, they made Josh Allen look foolish mm. with Rodgers, yeah, I, I would say, uh, I mean, it's so early, but had he been healthy, yeah, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. We talked about TV timeouts. We talked about the length of games. Dan and Madison writes, this three-minute commercial breaks, this three-minute commercial break stuff has been going on for a few years. I'm on the field every week, and I see that stupid clock. It's either 2.30 or 3. I feel like every time I look over at that clock, it gets longer. It's like, oh, gosh, man. There's still that much time left in the break? I, You know what? We need to ask. I don't ask about it in the post game, but at some point, we ask Coach Venables, hey, are you, 
are you doing things different because there's that maybe 30 extra seconds? You know, Coach Gasso, whenever you have the extra minute, and it's, you know, different. You want to keep everyone cool. But they'll wait and not send the team out until there's like a minute left on the clock. That way there's less standing around. Yeah, exactly. And trust me, if there is one thing that I feel like I can confidently say as having been calling Sooner softball games since 2016, Coach Patty Gasso does not like just standing around. There is never going to be a time where you're going to see an Oklahoma Sooner softball team sitting in the outfield watching the game together or just standing down a fence railing, just all watching the game together. B.A. Boomer, I miss the red oven mitt guy on the field during TV timeouts. Now, to be clear, he's still there. But for some reason, B.A. Boomer, I he's gone away from the oven mitts. And then finally, from the 9-7-2, it's hard to go with the defense being gassed because of an offense. Three minutes and 12 seconds for commercial breaks, booth reviews, plenty of breaks in a game. All right, we got a break. When we come back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, it's time for the end. Our final thoughts, courtesy of our good friends at Primrose Funeral Home. And, oh, do I have a story for you, Josh Helmer, about wine. That's next on The Ref. All right, our final thought is always is brought to you by Primrose Funeral Home. You know what you need to do, Josh? You need to plan now. Because you don't want family to have to be worrying about all the details of your memorial when you pass Primrose Funeral Service. Prepaid memorial plans to protect your loved ones from hard financial and emotional decisions. It's hard to think about. It's hard to talk about. Check them out at primrosefuneralservice.com or 405-321-6000. Now, we always try to bring a little lighter story to wrap things up with a quick recap of the headlines. Number one, Zach Wilson's the guy in New York. Right? Indeed, indeed. Michigan State apparently dragged their feet on disciplining Mel. I keep wanting to say Mel Kuyper every time I think about Michigan State. Sorry, Mel Kuyper. Mel Tucker. The NFL is looking into the allegations by Jim Trotter of racial, uh, racially charged language by two owners. Racial slurs, I guess, would be the proper way to put it. Roger Goodell spoke today on ESPN to Stephen A. Smith and said that he is – not he, but they've investigated – and they're are taking the next steps. Yeah, he said it, investigating and are investigating. So I wonder if there's more to this. And what am I leaving out? Oh, new arena. We'll vote on for Oklahoma City. $900 million. A lot of money. A lot of money. Which gets us to the final thought. Wine, Josh. Are you a wine guy? Like Do you a, like your vino? I like a good glass of vino every now and again. Well, apparently, you need to move to a small village in Portugal called Sao Lorenca de Barro. Don't ask me to say that again. I won't. More than 580,000 gallons of red wine ended up in the streets Sunday of Sao Lorenzo de Barro. A river of red wine flowed through the streets of the small town in Portugal when the distillery had two storage tanks that burst. Oh, man. 
and they don't know what caused that to happen. Now, there's video of this that you can find online. Obviously, prayers were answered. <laughs> there's some there's some guy that's like, I just, yes, Lord, I just, I, I need something to get me through the day. I'm, I've, stopped, I've stopped trying to be, you know, terrible. I just want like a glass of wine or something. Boom! <laughs> what? No injuries were reported. That's good. But the wine may have entered a home's basement. Firefighters diverted the flow from a nearby river and into fields, according to the publication. How would that be better? Oh, I wonder if the river is their drinking supply. Well, and, you know, wildlife and such. I mean, Ah, yes. Yes. Fair point. I'm just, I, I would assume, I would assume that all this wine is now being repackaged and sold as Corbett Canyon or something. What's, what's one of my trash cheap wines that I always get? It's Boone's Farm. What's the box? What's the box at all of the, is it, a, is it now Boda Box? Is that what it is? I mean, I can't even imagine. What? 80? No, 580,000 gallons of wine. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Franzia. Oh, Franzia. Thank you. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of Franzia. I know. Slap the bag wine. I, I know. I was like, slap the bag wine. Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I looked at. Okay. Well done. It worked. It worked. Franzia. 86 glasses of wine. $4. <laughs> Five hundred. It's free in the streets of Portugal. I'm not judging if you drink it. I'm just saying it tends to be inexpensive. All right. Hey, y'all have a great rest of your day. Maybe your prayers will be answered like it was in Portugal. And make sure to check out primrosefuneralservices.com, our final thought. Uh, tomorrow, we're at Cavens, so that'll be fun. Uh, I'm hoping to get one of my TU peeps on. I don't know who's allowed and who isn't allowed to talk to me, but we'll find out tomorrow right here on The Ref. For Josh, I'm Plank. Show never stops on Twitter at Josh on Ref at Plank Show at KREF Sports. Steelman and Thune at noon or next.